This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. The College of Hip Hop, the first and only entertainment education app found in the App Store out of a billion apps, brings this episode of Shop Talk Podcast to you this week. One of a kind resource guide with links to all information discussed in audio lessons. Download the College of Hip Hop app today, which is available across all platforms for free to hear the exclusive seminar by No Malice, formerly of the clips, entitled Lifestyles of an Artist. Now let's start the show. Pink suits with hats to match. Big cracker dolls and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks. This is where it's at. Windows tinted. Seats for lyric line. Keep the hands on the burner. Cause niggas know that it's money on the Yo, what up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, a.k.a. the Tinfoil Hat Titan, a.k.a. the Conspiracy Realist, a.k.a. the Technology Snob, Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text him with your green bubbles, a.k.a. I only debate my equals, everybody else I teach. Also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, Jay, you ice. Young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me. Mr. I did it. I've done it before. I had it. Got mad at it. Don't want it no more. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Cause Stone Soul says so. <laughs> what up? <laughs> and it's your man Dame Gone Wild, the West Side landlord, the pride of Puritan Avenue, the corner store conquistador, the liquor store legend, a mogul in the making, icon in training, and a modern day sex symbol. I walk into the room sometimes and I feel like a pool stick in a room full of toothpicks. What's good? <laughs> Welcome back, Chop Talk Podcast, episode number 54. The Robert Is Trailer it? episode? R.I.P. Tractor Trailer. Yeah. Who else in number 54? Corliss um, Williamson? Was Corliss? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, I feel he wore that like in Arkansas, where he shot her backboard. You remember that? He wore 34 at oh, Arkansas. Yeah. So, yeah, we're a little bit off on that yeah. one. He still shot her backboard, though. He did. Somebody uh, else wore 54. I don't want to move on from it that quick. I feel yeah. like it's one more notable 54. Let me do a quick Google search. Um, Nobody I can really think of right now. It's, it's track a trailer, dog. I mean, that's probably the best 54 because he's from Detroit and everything from Detroit. All right, so I just looked good. up the best athletes to wear 54. Brian Erlacher. How you figure Brian Okay, Urlacher? yeah, we, you know we fucked that one up. Yeah. Um, you want to stop with Brian Orlacker? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna start stop with there. Anyway, man, uh, welcome back everybody. Shop Talk Podcast. Uh, we got a good episode for you this week. Uh, but before we get into that, how was your week, sir? Uh, week was cool, man. I finished my real estate classes this week. Uh, congratulations, which was, my brother. You know, now a monkey off my back. I'm one step closer to being able to sell you a trap house. Uh, okay. You, re- you doing commercial or residential? I haven't decided yet. Whoever's going to give me a good split on that commission and and pay me. Shit. Well, you know, you can find the actual building for our next podcast location. For when we for when we move into the big space. Yeah. Cause we're gonna get it's a only big, getting bigger and better. Yeah, we're going to get a building. Uh, so, yeah, congratulations on that, my brother. Thank you, sir. Uh, what else happened for you, man? It's uh, a big thing. You know, and that could be it. That's a big thing. That's a big thing to accomplish this week. Uh, that's all I can think of. I take I take the small victories yeah, in absolutely. life. I'm still breathing. I'm still walking. 
still out here, you know, causing havoc in the West Side streets. So I mean, I don't, I don't have no complaints. God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. Hell yeah. So you know, I, I've been, uh, I had a pretty decent week. I came front. I had a pretty decent week. You moved. I did. I did. Congratulations. Got, got a little. Yeah, I've been moving. Um, still got some boxes a little everywhere, but we still getting there. It's starting to feel like a home. So. Uh, last Sunday, we'll just start at the top of the week, man. Did you catch the BET Awards? I did watch the annual Black People fr- Fish Fry, and uh, I gotta say one thing though, I enjoy the BET Awards more than any other award show. Recently, the last two to three years, it's actually been a really good award show. The performances have been good. The um, the production value of it has been good, and it's our people. Like instead of the Grammys and everything, where we be always whining and crying about who don't win Grammys because that's not for us or by us. Uh, this is the closest thing that we got to for us by us, and I enjoyed the uh, the last couple of years for performances, man. Yeah, yeah, that was my bad. That was my alarm. Uh, it was pretty good on performances. New Edition looked like a, a band full of angels. Them niggas is choreographed as fuck. You know. I, and they have found the the fountain of youth. So this is true. Uh, the new edition received the Lifetime Achievement Award. Was that what it? I believe so. I enjoyed that presentation. Um, the their performance immensely. I mean, from the kids from the movie who came out first, yeah. and then they got the 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 preteens, the the middle. You know what I'm saying? Then the older. Then they came out. You know they like, about got, to take that act on the road. I'm saying, dog, you got three generations. You got the the three generations of them. Yeah, they they got to take that act on the road and get that money. Yeah, they actually are, and I think all three of them are going on the road. So that guy, I mean, that'll be interesting. As for those those actors who played those roles, I mean, that's a check that keeps on giving. Yeah. You going on a roll? You getting show money now? Because you play this nigga in the movie? And y'all ain't even really new addition, but y'all. But they sing and they dance. That's like them singing. That wasn't it. That was, that's not even like lip synced. I mean, I can't take nothing away from it. Like, get paid, young nigga, get paid. For sure, for sure. Uh, who else performed that I kind of enjoyed? SZA. Yes. I like her. She's She got the juice. She does. She, well, I'm sorry. She got the sauce. Sauce, yeah. Because <laughs> sauce lasts longer. Hey, insert this clip. Juice, juice is temporary. You know, anyone can obtain the juice or something. I mean, you could say that just because you got a nice car, I'm like, oh man, you got the juice. You know, it, it's it's something that kind of, kind of comes and goes. Sauce, sauce is forever. You buy you a simply lemonade. How long is that gonna last in your fridge? A couple days, maybe. Yeah. That's a juice. How long does barbecue sauce last in your fridge? A while. That's the sauce, man. It sticks around. It's thick. It's hard to move. Telling you, <laughs> sauce definitely lasts longer. Dog. Yeah. Um, I I enjoy Remy Ma's performance, aka her acceptance speech for best female artist. Uh, she did win the annual Nicki Minaj Award. Nicki Minaj I, won it seven years in a row. I don't think Remy Ma should have won it though. Who, uh, who should have won it? This is going to be unpopular, but this is how I really feel. I feel like Cardi B should have won the award. Based off what? Based off the fact that she has dropped a project. She dropped a mixtape. A project. She's getting hella views out there on YouTube. And Cardi has like. Is on the same show that Remy Ma is on. And Remy Ma is more popular on that show. Than Cardi Remy. has a pretty good following. And like her music is not bad. It's not as good as Remy Ma's. 
What has Remy Ma really gave us in terms of solo music this year? Just Sheether. That's it. Well, she dropped a she dropped an album with Fat Joe. Okay. So that means that's not how much all. music has Cardi B gave out. I, I don't. I like Cardi B. She gave but us a full make... project, bro. Mm. Did that project even come out in 2016? I mean, 2017. She's dropped. Yeah. And that project was. It was a couple songs on there, but that shit was kind of ass. Well, I don't know. See, ass is too. That's too. That's too. That's too harsh. But let's be real, dog. Yeah, because ass, ass is harsh B as hell because Cardi B can rap. No, Cardi B is learning how to rap, and I can see her craft is getting better. She not the finished product yet. She not the finished product yet, dog. She's not where she's going to be, but I don't. And Remy Ma isn't either. You think you mean Cardi B had a better year than Remy Ma this year? Like in real life? I'm still siding with Cardi. All right, dog. You fooling. But, hey, everybody entitled to theirs. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I like what I like, and I I like Cardi's project. But it's based off more than that. Because that project didn't do as good as Remy's project did. Or, or are you trying to say everybody's clamoring for Fat Joe bars? Even though, like, me and you know that Joe can spit, but you know that the world is not clamoring for a, a Fat Joe project. Like, they bought that project because of Remy, Mom, Remy Martin. I don't. She had the biggest song of the other. She had the biggest song of what? Of the summer, nigga. The summer just started. What are you talking? I'm saying the the period of when they're voting for this shit, because like this, literally the summer just started. So, um, and nigga, she got Hove on the remix. Hove mailed in that verse, bro. Like that's that's. You gonna tell me that it wasn't the biggest song? All the way up, Uh, nigga. That shit, nigga. All the way up was a that shit lasted an entire year. Tell me what song that give me a name a name a Cardi B song. One uh, song. Not no don't give me a on. bar. This don't no look at your phone. Oh, hold on. Cause <laughs> no no, it's the she got one out right now that's uh that Bodak Yellow. Never heard of this shit. You should get I heard on. I heard that name somewhere. You should get on YouTube. That's where her song is being displayed. <laughs> all, all I'm just saying is that if if we talk about being in front of the wave, I'm gonna step in front of it right now. Cardi's going to be huge. Cardi B is huge. never going to be a better rapper than Remy Martin. Ever. Debate me on this, dog. <laughs> Maybe she won't be able to rhyme and write her own rhymes as good as Remy. But they'll put a team around her. She's not going to fail. She just signed to Atlantic. They're not going to let her fail. Yes, we know. Anybody signed to Atlantic never fails. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I got, I'm standing in front of the wave that Cardi's going to be big. Okay. You heard it here. But I did also, I went back and listened to an old podcast, and I did also say that I thought the Oklahoma City Thunder was going to make it to the finals. I mean, (laughs) I've been wrong before. (laughs) You also said that the Cleveland Cavaliers was going to win this shit. I did. I make bold predictions, but I I stand by them. You also said that. uh, Andre 3000 is better than T.I. No, we were talking about, you also gave some wrong predictions on some fights that happened this year. And, um, Did I? Yeah. Honestly, if you say it on this podcast, <laughs> the exact opposite is going to happen. Well, so don't say nothing about the, this, these fights coming up because I want you to jinx them. I don't. Forty five will be a successful president for uh, the next eight years. Okay. Oh shit. Oh, shit. We want the opposite to yes, happen. We, we, we want the opposite to happen. All right, man. So let's get to the real uh, highlight of the BET Awards. Do we look like I was left out bad and bougie? Oh man. <laughs> 
<laughs> Number one, you were left off of Bad and Bougie. Like, yes, you, nigga, you, it looks like you were left <laughs> off. You probably still haven't heard the song yet, apparently. You, you sat in the background in the video. Lil Uzi Vert took the, la- took the last verse. Like, yes, you were. it does look like you were left off of Bad and Bougie. I was left off Bad and Bougie. You think I was left off Bad and Bougie? Do it look like I'm left a bad boot? He sound like a nigga that uses pointer <laughs> finger when he read out loud. <laughs> yes, you were left off bad and bougie. So, uh, what do I don't you think have about no, the whole exchange between uh, Joe and Amigos. I don't have no problem with how Joe handled that shit. In all honesty, them niggas got up and l- did nothing. Yeah, just kind of postured and look, look phony, tough, and fake brave. Joe just got up and walked away. He dropped the mic. He was done. He was he's dis- been he was dis- he was disgusted. <laughs> he's been very adamant about the type of rappers that he does not like to doesn't enjoy listening to. Have so I mean, ever- and he stood by that shit. A lot of times, people will say shit in front of the mic, and then when they get face to face, they'll start backpedaling like Deion Sanders. Mm-hmm. He chose not to address them niggas when he was done with his time. He walked off the stage, and Amigos didn't do nothing. Like it's not like they was gonna whoop it. Like they didn't do shit. They on the red carpet at the BET Awards. No. They ran up on Chris Brown also and did do did, nothing. Did sh- did not shit. So I mean, so I've been. Hmm, the Migos look like niggas that snatch cardies downtown and shoot up the fireworks. I don't want to. You know, it's it's very possible we may meet these niggas one day. But I do want to say this: You ready to fight? I am not all that afraid of three skinny niggas with pointy shoes and blouses on. I just didn't. I, I didn't like them. Niggas are very skinny. Not say. I mean, three against one, they'll still get on your head. But like, I don't. Everybody on the internet was like, oh shit. Everybody lied. The Migos beat up and dragged Joe Buttons. Like niggas didn't have a fight at all. But like, why are everybody so scared of them on the internet? I don't. I don't know. Like, because they, they always talk about carrying that Draco. Like, did. Like we live in Detroit, like everybody, like I don't, I don't get it, I, I don't get it. But I had no problem with it. But the most important part is all the memes that came out. Yeah, they're still going. I saved them in my phone. I got, I got a couple that are, that are pretty fire. Uh, the internet is always, always, and always will be undefeated. The best one is the one in slow motion when they show all the different nigga, all, all the different views of that shit. I was dying. Them niggas, if you notice, they stood up to Joe Buttons in the order of importance. Uh, first, <laughs> first Quavo, <laughs> then Offset, then Takeoff. Yes. It, the best one is when they talk about, like, that shit looking like that Dave Chappelle show yeah, about Prince. <laughs> like, them niggas had on frilly-ass blouses and tight tight yeah. slacks. Man, I almost created a, a video meme myself, and somebody beat me to it. I was going to edit in the the, the What? The Lil John <laughs> slash Dave Chappelle. What? But they uh they beat me to it. All right, so another little incident slash fight that could have possibly happened was uh Meek and uh Safari. <laughs> Safari is really fast. He runs really fast. No, you know what was kinda weird? Like DJ Self looked kind of suspect in that video. You think DJ Self helped set it up? I mean, he would have no reason to help set it up, but he looked like AZ in Belly. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man, I'm out of here. (laughs) Like, oh, shit, uh, I'm out. Like, nigga, why didn't you tell your man they was coming for you? You know what I'm saying? He was like, man, you're looking a little different out here. Gave him a hand, and then me got out the car looking all suspicious and shit. Yeah. And then, you know, niggas try to put the paw. Like, he got hit with a couple punches. Like, he ain't get jumped. (laughs) No, no. I thought when, when I first saw his version of the video where he said he got jumped, 
My it was multiple people on him, and they were yeah, swinging punches. But when he, I, he, he, he he scuffled up. He got, but when I think of a nigga getting jumped, I'm thinking like somebody getting stomped out like in a Northland food court. That's when I think jump. There's a guy like, that helped him who who caught a couple. Yeah, too. yeah. His man stood tall for like, him. So what would you what would you classify that? If it's multiple people who grabbed you and a couple of them did hit you, you didn't get fucked up. But if you if you came back to the crib or some shit, hit me up on the phone like, Jay, what would you what would you describe that as? <laughs> These niggas just tried to jump. A on couple me. niggas ran up on me. Yeah, okay. A couple niggas ran down on me. That's that's all that happened. Yeah. I walked away without a scratch on me though. I still look amazing. Who you taking, Meek and Safari? I've seen Meek in them noodle arms, and I'm standing by the fact that that nigga cannot fight. I am taking Safari in that fight. One hundred percent. All day. One hundred percent. Meek in them noodle arms. I can't get over that shit. He looked like a fucking five-year-old out there punching that heavy bag. Meek was prote- Meek paid niggas to protect him in prison. Because if niggas saw that video, he would have yeah. been. He wouldn't have had no commissary. I can. Uh, wouldn't have had no snacks, my nigga. I can feel that. All right, man. So moving down on Sunday night, uh, power came back on. Yeah. What do you think about the the? the I couldn't I couldn't wait till nine o'clock. As soon as the you DVR, got, you ain't got soon, on demand? yeah, no, no, that's what I'm saying. Like I didn't wait till nine at night. Oh, got As you, soon got as that shit hit video on demand, Midnight. I need to hear Big Rich Town. Uh, Why isn't that a hit single? Why is that on the radio? Why's not? That's the be, that's the best single that Fifty Cent has had since 2007. I get money because people don't care about Fifty Cent music anymore. I have, but a, that song is dope, and the song he got with Ro Timmy is dope. It's a couple of years old now, but like that shit is dope. Cause nobody, cause like that, that moment has passed. Like nobody is checking for like new Fifty Cent music, or nobody cares. That's just being, that's just being honest. Yet and still, we got a forty-five year old, forty-seven year old Jay Z dropping projects, and, and the internet going one, nuts. One thing at a time. One thing at a time. <laughs> we talk. We got to talk power first. All right. <laughs> uh, Angela Valdez is is a terrible human being. Like, that's just one of those roles that just make you, like, hate an actor. Like, for me, I hated Danny Glover and fucking, uh, (laughs) what's my man that played Ike Turner? I can't, and Lawrence Fishburne. I hated them niggas for years. For what? Just based off their acting. I hated Lawrence Fishburne because he was Ike Turner and he played that shit so well. And I hated Danny Glover because he was Mr. From the color purple. And uh, Angela Valdez, the, the actress that plays that role, she evokes that same type of emotion. But Lawrence was Furious Styles. That should, that's, that fixed everything. But he was also Ike Turner. He was Trey's father, though. <laughs> I remember him more. To me, he resonates more as Ike Turner. Eat the damn cake. He's also Morpheus. <laughs> so. Nigga always be Ike Turner in my eyes, though. Red pill, blue pill, nigga. Uh, but I felt like uh, Power was real good. Angela Valdez is she really terrible. think he killed him though? Yeah, she standing. I mean, by evidence that shit. evidence would support. Like, I would know why you think you he killed him. And then uh, I didn't really like this episode. It was kind of boring to me. Like it the, always it, it starts off slow. I was ready for that. That uh, I mean, it's been a year. I want y'all to start off with a bang. Side note: They do have new writers this year. These aren't the same writers who have always written the show. Um, one of the writers actually from Detroit. Shout out to him. Uh, he's no longer on the show. I'm kind of worried that the show may take a turn because it's not written. We've been, what's what, season five? Yeah, four. Four? Four, I think. But like we've, all, we've been accustomed to certain writers, certain writing styles, and they got a new, they got a new squad in there. So I hope it's good. Um, but uh, this episode, it was acceptable, but I was expecting more. 
I was uh It better not wait till like episode nine or some shit to try to get good. It's 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 gonna start off slow, man. I mean, I think this episode is gonna really be based around Ghost trying to get out of jail and the fact that Kanan is out here and who's my man that's playing both sides? Uh Dre. Dre. And Dre out here playing both sides. I heard an interview with Dre said two major characters get killed this season. So I can take that. I don't know who which two they're gonna be. I'm I'm assuming probably Dre. <laughs> But it may not be. Um, I wouldn't. So let's throw out an early prediction. Who you think? Lala. She's very expendable. She's not a major character, though. She is, but she ain't. You know what I'm saying? Nah. She was in the interview with I mean, him. if that's your pick, that's your pick. But she's expendable. I can see her getting killed off on the show. Okay. Um, like, it can't be Tommy or Ghost. It can't be Tasha. No, Tasha's the epitome of a ride or die. You know what I'm saying? I mean, she don't have an option either. So, like, if you're going to ride for the nigga, y'all going to be broke as fuck on the street. You got to ride for him. They about to be broke as hell anyway. Uh, my two picks to die, I'm going to go with Dre and Angela. Angela's not going to die. That's my pick. 50 can die. He should die, actually. He should. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he should have died already. Like, there's, like, this is getting slightly unbelievable. Like, you can't just keep coming back from the dead and shit. Like, you got burned up. Uh, so, he, she, he should actually die on this episode. I mean, this season. We'll see. And the second in command, Tommy Lieutenant guy, he probably gonna die because he he's important, but he's also expendable. Okay, you know what I'm saying. So, Lorenz Tate gonna be on this season. He's supposed to play. Lorenz uh, Tate found a fountain of youth too. Him and New Edition, they they go drink out that bitch together for sure. I think it looked like he can play old dog still. Um, but uh, I think he's a lawyer or something. So maybe Turtle is gonna die. Why do we still refer to them? That's like that's the only thing we remember. Because I don't know the nigga name. What's his real name? I don't <laughs> nigga. <laughs> I don't know. I fuck I, with Turtle though. I like the show. I mean, I like him. Entourage is my shit. Yeah. So you just you brought it up though while we was talking about power, Jay Z. So let me first let me get these two things out of here. <clears throat> Make sure I <clears throat> get my voice right. Fuck title and fuck sprint <laughs> collectively. You could have found individually. It, you could have found it on the internet. Fuck I, them niggas, dog. I got it. I got it through Dropbox. You want me to send it to you? I got it too. It took oh. too long. I even downloaded title. and signed up for the motherfucking trial. Blah blah blah. You get a message saying you had to be signed up before June the twenty sixth in order to stream it. Nigga, what? Ain't that the whole fucking purpose of you making something exclusive so people subscribe to your service to listen to the fucking album? I still can't listen to the shit via title if you sign up after they, June 26th. They punishing you bandwagon. It's just, nigga, that's the purpose of you doing some title exclusive shit. Let me get motherfuckers to come and sign up when I drop this motherfucking project. The only reason niggas is fucking with title is because of Beyonce album and, Jay, and, and a Jay-Z exclusive album and a Kanye album. Like, them is the three reasons, right? So you should use this time to get as many subscribers as you fucking can. Not send me this weak ass message that's saying you had to be signed up before June 26th. Nigga, it's June 30th. Four days ago, who the fuck care about title? It wasn't June 26th. That shit is dumb to me, dog. Fuck Sprint. <laughs> you it's knew, the only time that Sprint. But you knew a week in advance this shit was coming, dog. Like, be mad at yourself. Be mad at yourself, brother. I stole the shit off the internet. I mean... From the business standpoint, why the fuck are you so stupid where you would literally stop people they, from subscribing? Are they really stupid? Because they you still subscribe. I canceled that shit. I canceled the freeness, nigga. <laughs> like, so think about this. So if I would bump subs- up the subscriber numbers. You want to show numbers to Wall Street. 
It didn't because at the beginning of the day, in the day, I wasn't there. It, it, I never counted as one. But somebody like you are the minority that left. Somebody so you, will stay. So you mean to tell me if I went and paid my nine ninety nine, twelve ninety nine, or whatever for, for a title subscription so I can listen to this J album, and I get a message say you can't listen to this album because you didn't sign up four days ago, you can I'm going to keep it. You can listen to it tonight. You you'll still keep the it message the, is still there. You can't you, you still can't stream it. But you'll keep it for the library of music. Like that you for, can get everywhere. For some people, it's more to, it's more than just the Jay Z album. Why would you not listen to it on Spotify? If you they if, got more they got more. If you're a Footlocker MVP, you got the you got the album early too. I said I mean I got that that weak ass email too. It's so too you late. so stop complaining and just I got enjoy that the shit music. at twelve o'clock in the afternoon. As a business. You gonna have people sign up and like, yeah, you can't listen to the exclusive shit today. That don't make no fucking sense. As a business, I think their marketing is still incredible. Jay Z, I'm it's too I do. I do. I think their marketing is still Who are still they marketing good. to? Niggas who don't have title. Niggas? Jay Z fans that don't have title. So black people. Or white people. Do you They marketing is horrible. It really is. Like, if you outside of the hip-hop community, why would you ever download Tidal? Because you want to listen to some other music. I don't know. I don't know, <laughs> man. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Uh, if you was outside the hip-hop community, you'd just get Apple Music. I mean, or Spotify. They got more, more listeners than anybody. Spotify is the king. Um, anyway, dog. The music what'd you, is out What'd you there. think? Anyway, so to the album. What'd you think about the album? Uh... Thought the album so far, I've I've given it one full listen today. I'm not disappointed. It's something that you just kind of got to sit with. Mm-hmm. He he's spitting a lot of quotables on there. I like that he took some shots at niggas that's, that's been picking at him. He threw some shots at Future, Eric Benet. Uh, I, I don't think he was throwing shots at them. I, def, I I definitely don't think he was throwing a shot at Future. I think that was just a dope bar that fit. Future says something disparaging about him early. Well, not dispar. Yeah, saying that Jay wasn't big until Big and Pac died. I don't know. He wasn't. I don't want to say that's where I kind of stopped. I don't want to say it's disparaging, but I do remember that, and he wasn't. Okay, well maybe he took offense to that shit and decided he want to say something. Okay. So he did. I forgot all about that shit. Be perfectly honest. So uh, he took a few barbs at Kanye. I got a queen out of Kardashian. He ain't actually say that. That's not on the album nowhere. That's a fake meme that's going out there. That's fake uh, news. I got food. Yeah. The internet's undefeated. It is. Like, that shit went around. I just, I just thought it was something I missed no. on the first listen. That shit, that, that hit all the blogs and everything. And that shit is not on the album nowhere. Oh. Well, thank you for correcting me, my yeah. nigga. Uh, what else? So, uh, I like the OJ song. Yeah, I do too. I like Smile. It's a bunch of joints. Marcy there. Me. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, it's 10 joints on there, so it's like, it's very easy to, I can say. Kill Jay-Z. I can say, like, I, I enjoyed, at the very least, uh, 70% of the album uh, on the first listen. And I'm sure once I go back and, yeah. like, digest it this whole weekend, like, it'll get better to me. You now, niggas out there saying that it's a classic and just about jumping out the, the window. Shit. Like, this was. Chill out. You remember when Drake Compton came out? Yeah. The internet went fucking nuts. Oh, this music is incredible. This is the best product. Nigga, that shit was over two days later. Ain't nobody mentioned that album since. It does have good production on there. Man, they talked about this motherfucking album like it was like like this was like this was going to be 
you know, the the detox, like, yeah. like this is what we were waiting on. This is what you would expect from Dr. Dre. Like, I'm not disappointed at the album, but can I say, like. When the last time you listened to it? Uh, earlier today. It all falls back on me. That's my shit. Okay. Unless you're lying to me. No. <laughs> but that's my shit. Uh, but I think this J album, the more it's like, and he dropped it right before 4th of July weekend. You'll have a lot of time to, you have a lot of time to sit with it and you digest could've, you it. You could have, you know what I mean, subscribers you could have picked up over this motherfucking time? Who said that he's not, though? I, that shit, it baffles me, dog. They, they, that, it baffles me the decision that they made to do that. It baffles me. You sound real. hurt is what you sound like. I mean, I'm a businessman. Like, think about it. It's the, it's the weekend. Instead, you got people streaming it for free because you go to Foot Locker? <laughs> like, you don't want people signing up? Incentivize the people, man. That shit weird, dog. I don't I don't have no problem with it. But um, I trapped out the bandwidth and um, got it. So, uh, People went nuts on the internet for it, but hey, it is what it is. He kind of admitted to cheating. Um, he said, why you need a menage when you got a queen and all this shit. You know what I'm saying? He said he basically almost fucked up um, his situation. Like, what would he do? What are you going to tell his daughter? What are you going to tell his twins if he would have fucked up? He, he on some uh, some adult shit, right? What interests me is how niggas on the internet like acting like, oh, my God, it's time to get our shit together. Like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all niggas, man? Like, y'all niggas, this nigga dropped an they, album four, four hours ago, and y'all like. They getting information. He said we don't get information, we get in Rock Nation. Whatever. Whatever the fuck that means. Like, I mean, it was it was a dope bar. He got, I guess. He got niggas motivated to be better. I, I hey, whatever it takes to get you Thug there. Thug motivation. Whatever it takes to get you there, I appreciate. It. But it's just it's strange to me how it takes Jay Z to tell you to invest or be a father to your fucking child before you actually go ahead and do it. Like, God damn, I appreciate it. Like, you know what I'm saying? If you're gonna be a sheep, be a sheep for good at least. But Jesus Christ, sometimes it takes just a little bit of motivation. That's all. Yeah, man. Uh, niggas don't like Magna Carta, Holy Grail. I wasn't. It didn't do. It didn't have no retaining value for me. I thought that I really liked that album. Like I listen to that shit all the time. I think that's like one of his better albums. And I didn't realize that the internet didn't fuck with that album. Like they don't like that shit. It wasn't that good to me. It was. It felt. I got about eight or nine joints on that. Like I listened to like consistently. Like I wasn't a big fan of it. I didn't know, dog. Like I thought. I think sh- it. I think it was just a lot of hype behind Holy Grail. Remember they showed the commercial like during the. During the finals, it was only and available. It, and it come on so dope with him and Justin Timberlake. I, like, the shit just come on. They didn't fuck with me. You know I got it. It got the uh, the, the the Kings Will Come shit. The, the, like, it's a bunch of songs on there. Rick Rubin in the video. Like, it. It's it a just, bunch of songs on there. I'm like, nigga, this shit is cold. I'm straight on it. But uh, Last Jay-Z album I really loved was probably American Gangster. I hated that fucking album. Come on, man. I thought that was maybe his worst Can album. Can we just agree on... We can't agree on shit. Hey, we don't man. agree on one motherfucking thing. Like, it works. But I would just like to think that your, your ear for music would be a little bit better. So what do you feel like was the last good Jay-Z album? I enjoyed Madden Carter. Like, I didn't have a problem with that at all. Like, the shit was straight to me. Okay, I thought um, you was going to say something like Watch the Throne or some shit. Watch the Throne was a great fucking album. I didn't appreciate it when it first came out, but years later when I go back, like it's damn near every song when that bitch like goes. Uh, I I think my favorite album has been historically the Black album uh, from Jay. I just I like that shit a lot, dog. I even went to see the fucking movie and shit. Like I had it on DVD. 
you know, I went in the theaters and shit and see wow. the movie. Like I did, and I was never even like a Jay fan like that, but this shit was dope to me, dog. You committed. Yeah. So, all right, man. So that's enough for that legend talk. <laughs> uh, this is this is a huge, huge week for us. A huge undertaking. Yeah. We've been doing this podcast fifty four weeks. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, fifty four weeks now. And just while me and you were sitting in here kind of kicking it privately, we have brought up the fact that, like, you know, a little bit over a year ago, we were just kind of bullshitting with this thing and seeing what could happen. Didn't have really good equipment, you know, no real direction. No key. Uh, our first episode, we recorded on an iPad and a USB microphone, like uh, a lightning cord microphone. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, and slowly but surely. We added more stuff on. We started using different studios, picking other people's brains and ideas. And, yeah, the baby started getting bigger. And now season two, a little bit over a year later, we probably have on record maybe our biggest guest thus far. It's not a probably involved in this. I mean, we had had some dope guests before this. P kind of kicked the door open with How You Clothing. And P P, uh, spoke to me earlier on the gram. And that's always gonna be the people because for sure, for he sure. took he took a chance and he extended the olive branch when he didn't have to absolutely uh then we had detroit charlie mm-hmm. ibgm like that was probably one of our that's our, our highest rated episode currently yeah and charlie finna come back bring the team back with him uh you know joint we, custody dropping july 4th yeah yeah we had keena day come through uh but let's i appreciate we, i feel like we had one more big guest uh, we Nolan and Ninja. Yeah, Nolan. Oh, and shout out to my nigga DJ Soko because he sent me Nolan new album like three weeks ago. Okay, and I've been riding to it, and it's really fucking good. Uh, we gonna have a uh, DJ uh, DDT on too, real soon. Okay. Uh, I love to pick DDT brand. He's he's been plugged into Detroit for quite some time. For sure. Uh, but I mean. All that, all that saying, we've had some, we've had some good guests, but I think this is the biggest one thus far. We are sitting across the table from. We can call him a legend. I mean, he's one of the the, the largest drug traffickers in the history of the country. Former, former. Well, he can do it. He do it legally now. Yeah. So, like, it's legal. And anyway, yes, but former, um, internationally. Yeah. I mean, and he just kind of came through on the humble was gracious enough just to share his time with us so we could talk about him, his story, uh, the book, and his future endeavors. Absolutely. I mean, there's only one way we can, like, really wrap this up. We got Freeway Rick Ross, the real Rick the Ross. The real Freeway Ricky Ross. At Shop Talk Podcast. I mean, round of applause. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, <laughs> my mom made it. All right, so – um before we, you know, we 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 interviewed him on uh, Monday, Monday night. Yeah. Um, so we about to play the interview right after this. But before you do that, just go ahead and um, go to wherever you purchase your your, your books, or maybe even your audio books, and download uh, "Free with Ricky Ross: The Untold Autobiography." Um, it's a really dope book. Um, I read it. Well, actually, I listened to the audio book. I'm in the process of reading it right now. The story is crazy. I mean, it's so many twists and turns. Um, it was so many different things. I'll tell you, um, shout out to the College of Hip Hop as well. Yeah, uh, SJ and AJ made this happen. Absolutely. And we 
we are forever grateful. Like, we appreciate it. Absolutely. And now, um, we just got here from – we literally have – are getting to our goals just by networking and keeping good relationships with people. I, That's it. Absolutely. Relationship building is key. And um, off air, I will – I, I mapped out how everything happened. I know specifically how everything happened. I, we share that offline. Okay, okay. Um, I'm sure that's got his own storyline to it. Definitely. Um, but I, we appreciate him for coming through. Um, he shared. He opened up. It was no, you know, he wasn't evasive on anything. No, real straightforward about everything and shared a lot of a lot of his story, a lot of his life, and just a lot of good information. Absolutely, man. So, and him and his team were, you know, gracious and good people. Like, I can't can't thank him enough for coming in here and just spending a little bit of time with us absolutely so you know without further ado um we're gonna go ahead and drop in the uh the freeway ricky ross episode hell yeah respect my crown from the first collection of so-called apparel the brand where pride has no boundaries respect is demanded and confidence is fashion shop so-called apparel to represent your crown for more information visit shopsocold.com or Follow on Facebook and Instagram at SoCo Apparel. All right, man. Welcome back. Uh, this week we have um, probably our, our well, not even probably our most special guest um, gracing us. Yeah, we're coming up in the world now. Yeah, I feel, I feel, I feel like I'm slightly important for like a good 24 hours. <laughs> um, we got the world renowned, the real freeway, Ricky Ross. What up? What up? What up? What up? What up? Man, we appreciate you coming <laughs> out, man, showing us some good love. Uh, you know, for for a second, we didn't even believe it was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, if SJ tell you something. you true to a man of his word. Definitely. Good Take people. it to the bank. If he tell me something, if he say hook the mouse <laughs> to the house, he going to pull it, done. <laughs> so uh, what brings you? Oh, I know you, you're doing the, the, the book tour right now. Yeah, I'm on a, uh, a United States book tour right now. Uh, I got a bet going on with a couple cats, you know, who run Hollywood, and they told me. First they said I couldn't get the book out. Mm. So we see it's, it's live and in living color. Right. Now they don't think I can do 100,000 copies, so I'm going to go do that and uh, prove them wrong again. That's what's up. Um, I remember a couple of years ago they were talking about making a movie. Nick Cannon was going to uh, play you possibly. Yeah, we was trying to trying to get that done. Uh Things didn't work out. You know, it ain't easy being in Hollywood, being around Rick Ross. You know, they put a lot of pressure on you. <laughs> <laughs> they put imagine. the squeeze on you. You know, they writing your check. You got to be careful. You know, they cut that check off. You want to hang out with Rick Ross. Go hang out with some of the mother Negroes, but don't hang out with Rick Ross. Because he'll get you in trouble. That's what's up, man. Um, I've been listening to the uh, audio book. Um, it's easier for me on the treadmill and everything. I was talking to Dame. It's almost like... Um, <laughs> it's almost like um, Grand Theft Audio Like living your life Was like a, a mission uh, 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 That's funny <laughs> Like one For day real. you wake up And it's You know who wrote Grand Theft Auto well, Who's that? DJ Pooh oh yeah. oh yeah 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 Definitely I think the San Andreas For sure Yeah yeah And then one time I got a letter in jail Right I had never heard Of Grand Theft Auto I got a letter From this little white kid He said what's up Rick in the letter, I said, "What's up, such and such, such as?" When I wrote him back, he said, "You ever heard of Grand Theft Auto?" I said, "Nope." He said, "You ever heard of Big Smokey?" I said, "Nope." He said, "Well, I'm gonna send you a transcript." 
he sent me the transcript, and it, it read like it was me. Mm. So, you know, DJ Pooh used to stay at one of my houses, and uh, he looked up to me. Matter of fact, DJ Pooh really put me in a position where I should have been the king of hip-hop. Okay. But, but I slipped on it. You know, didn't pay attention to him because he was a kid. He was only about 17 years old. And he asked me for $200,000 to do his album. And uh, I couldn't see it. Had he asked me for like 40000 I probably would have made <laughs> the album right then. But uh, when uh, when the kids sent me that, that script to San Andreas, it was like, wow. Uh, this is real close to your story. Um but you know that it ain't the first time that my story been knocked off. I was gonna. I mean, no, no, that might have been the first time. You, uh, let me correct that. That may have been the first time that my story was knocked off. Was uh in that uh in that script. I was gonna say uh yeah, it's not the that may have been the first, but we we we've seen some others kind of. Lots of them. Lots of them. Some similarities to yeah, yourself. Yeah, no. doubt. I mean, it's easier to to duplicate the life than to really get out there and get your knuckles dirty and live it. And, and I I totally agree. And I would. Recommend everybody go the route that they went, other than going the route I went. You know, the route I went is 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 dangerous. Um, you know, filled with uh, pitfalls. You know, I'm hoping one day maybe to do a video game, a real one about the true story. Now that'd be dope. But, but it's something about Hollywood mm. with true stories. I mean, they just got a thing about telling our stories the way they really happen. You know, they just don't want to put black stories out the way they really happen. They always got to put their twist on mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, Give it that Hollywood spin, make it a little bit more, I guess, marketable in their no, eyes. I, I, no, not marketable. I'm not, I don't think that's the correct word. Maybe make us look a little dumber, Yeah. a little slower, not as smart. You know, uh, uh it's not many times that we see black men. I mean, look, Denzel got his Oscar when he played Training Day. Yeah. You know. But he has so many other great roles before he ever stepped in the in exactly. Training Day and just got kind of glazed over it. Exactly. He should have won that Oscar back for glory. As soon as he played <laughs> the bad hurricane. guy. As soon as he played the bad guy, they gave him the Oscar. Yeah. And then what the story was based on, it was one black in there, but the black wasn't even the leader. The black guy who who, who really did the, the, the role he was part of Freeway Task Force. They don't. They didn't say that either. You know, that was another base similar around my my case. You know, the, the first cops that uh, 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 went crooked out there that big like that was called the Freeway Task Force. Uh, Thirty five cops got uh, got indicted, suspended, uh, and it was only one cop, one black cop on the whole force, and he was just a strong guy. You know. He would he would beat up everybody, mm. you know. Then the white boys didn't have to do it, um, so they would have a brother do it, and they could say well, it wasn't racially motivated. You know, you know, they they do it. I was actually looking at an interview with uh, you and Vlad, Vlad when you talk about the the task force and how you kind of found out that there was a task force <laughs> uh, uh, for you. Yeah, um, very very smart to. Found it still hiring somebody to look after the people that was looking after you. Well, I couldn't take the credit for being smart. Um, that happened by by coincidence. I go to my lawyer, and you know, um, first I'm getting on my guys because they they got drugs in the house. I'm like, what the hell are you doing with drugs in the house, man? And, and my guys like, man, what no drugs in here, Rick? I swear, what no drugs in here? 
You know, you know, you, the rules is we ain't supposed to have drugs in the house. So then they do it again to another house. Homie, you too? You you tripping like this? No, Rick, wasn't nothing in there, man. I'm telling you, wasn't nothing in there. So finally, I believe him, and I go to the lawyer, and I was like, man, these cops plant drugs. And the lawyer didn't believe it. He was like, oh, man, the cops don't do that. Da, 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 da. He said, well, if that's what you believe, hire an investigator to investigate the cops. And that's how the idea came up. So it wasn't my idea, you know, but uh, uh, what I did do was take wise advice, mm-hmm. you know, from somebody who knew the business better than I. Definitely good to keep the right people around you. Now, I heard that through a connection you had with Otis Smith that you helped fund Anita Baker's first project and you were kind of dealing with the music industry, you know, very early on. Could you kind of explain that or expound on that? I knew absolutely nothing about the music business. I had messed around with hip hop a little bit, you know, before I started selling drugs. You know, we had the turntables, we throwing parties, you know, the little stuff. But uh, I bought that stuff from selling drugs, but the drugs had got so good. I was like, man, hell with some turntables. So <laughs> <laughs> right. bigger money. Yeah, I ain't going to no party, man, dealing with all them knuckleheads, fighting, got to carry a gun and right, all right, that, right, man. Right. I'm chilling. So, uh, we just start talking, and, and, you know, he tell me that uh, he need the money, so I gave him the money. You know, um, he sent her out. Uh, we got her apartment, and uh, they went to work on our album. In the meantime, though, I didn't have enough sense to get into the music business. You know, I basically just gave him money to, to take care of everything. You know, when uh, I remember when I went over to the apartment that she was staying in, uh, I was disgusted because it was worse off than my uh, than my rock houses. You mm. know, the guys who were selling my rock stayed in better apartment. But I don't know nothing about music business. I don't know how you're supposed to treat an artist. Right, I don't right. know nothing. I don't know nothing. You know about this field. I'm I'm totally out of my out of my lane. Uh, but I said to myself that that I wouldn't have put anybody in that apartment because the apartment smelled of rents like somebody had a dog living in there before. Wow. And uh, <laughs> no, that was was sliding my man. <laughs> but uh, uh, that's an inside joke. <laughs> but uh, I didn't know to 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 get involved with the artists and, and make sure that the artist was taken care of. And I didn't really know Otis's reputation. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't know that he was supposed to be a guy who didn't pay his artists and and, oh, wow. and didn't take care of him and so forth. Um, I just basically gave him the money. Uh, him and Patrick Moten put the put the album together, and uh, you know the album went on to go gold. Uh, she eventually jumped the label. You know, I I, I paid for the lawyer to fight because I still was on his side. You know what okay. I'm saying? Because I really didn't have no relationship with her at all. You know, just high a couple times and and buy. Uh, so I was on his side and I backed him. You know, I paid for the lawyers to to, uh, to fight when she went to Epic Records. Um, and then I went to jail before they settled out of court. They wind up settling out of court and, you know, he didn't give me none of my money back. <laughs> so I know it wasn't her, you know what I'm saying? It was him mm-hmm. all along. But that that was pretty much uh, my involvement with, uh, with the Nita Baker project. That's pretty dope, I mean. Motown may not be the same, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it may not be the same without you. Yeah. Uh, you kind of flirted with a lot of the, the music industry. Um, you heard stories about you almost signed to Alcoholics at one point. You had your hand possibly in death row at another point. Like, why didn't you, 
you know, with all those opportunities and being around all of the music, why didn't you ever think to, to go that route at all? Well, I was making so much money selling drugs. I mean, it was really crazy. I mean, one time I get a call from Reggie Rutherford, and he's with Michael Jackson and Quincy Jones, and they're recording Thriller. Well, they want me to come up to Quincy's house where they're recording that. And uh, uh, I, didn't, I didn't take the meeting uh, because I, I got in, in a mindset that I got more money than I need. I don't need nothing. I don't need right. nobody. Uh, if y'all want to talk to me, y'all come and talk to me. You know, I ain't I ain't taking don't, you don't know. send for me. <laughs> like yeah, you yeah, don't, yeah, don't, me. don't tell me to come to where you at, you yeah. know. You come to me. And and which was uh the wrong mindset. I shouldn't have had that mindset. I should have uh and and Reggie was like Reggie like my brother, we still tight, you know. He he doing extra now and first time when I went up to extra he stopped the set with Mario and everybody, you know, to show me that kind of love. But uh I was just young, man, you know. Talking about 23, 22, maybe 24 years old when, when, when all this is going on. And um, when you're young and, and you don't know what you're doing, you know. Uh, my mom used to say a fool and his money is soon to part. Because yeah. uh, I know had I had I went up there, it's a good chance that I probably would have been involved with the Thriller album, you know, uh, more than wow. likely. You know, in my mind, more than likely they wanted money. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever Reggie called me, it's usually... You know, I mean, he called me one time, and him and Michael Bivens come by the house. You know, usually when people come by, it was because they needed some cash, you know, to uh, to do something. And I didn't want to spread myself so thin, too, you know. I'd already gave Otis 600000 for the Need Baker project. Uh, and then, like That's I said, DJ Pooh wanted 200000 for... Uh, and that was 600 back then. For, so. uh, uh, for, for his project. See, if he'd asked me for forty, I probably would have did it. And what's even worse than that, though... I go over to the house with DJ Pooh and them all recording that, and it's like 15 to 20 kids laying all over the place. Well, when I go and meet Dr. Dre, when I get out of prison for the first time, I spoke to him on the phone when I was in prison, but when I go to his house the first time and meet him, he tell me that he was in that house wow. the day that I came by there. Wow. Greatness passing each other. Yeah. So I know that I had my fingers right on the pole. And even with the alcoholics, we had verbally agreed that the alcoholics was going to be on my label. Okay. You know, and uh, Fabian, who was uh, the head promoter over at Lyle Records at the time, who later became head promoter over at Interscope, um, was going to quit Lyle and come and run my label. I was still in prison. So uh, when I left Hario, when they, him and Shook started Death Row, when I left them, uh, when I got back to the penitentiary, um, I see the video 187 on the undercover cop so when I see that because I, I still wasn't really feeling the hip hop you know what I mean like it was eh, maybe hip hop maybe maybe not you know what I'm saying maybe I'm going to do this here maybe I'm going to do that but when I got back to the joint and I see damn man Harry got a video on TV so it hit me a whole different way because we, we always been kind of like competitors too you know, okay. let Harry outdo me. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so when I got back to the pen, I made my mind up. I got to get me an artist. So I started calling everybody King T. Finally, I got in touch with King T. And uh, <clears throat> and uh, he put me up on the alcoholics. He told me, oh, they living with your cousin. It was crazy. And was like, damn, they living with Fate. my cousin? <laughs> they ain't got nowhere to live. And uh, uh, 
I called my cousin. He was like, oh, yeah, you you can holler at them. They'll they, they mess with you, cuz, you know. And um, we verbally agreed that everything was going to go down. And then I go to the hole. That's what messed that deal up. It, it didn't mess the deal up because I wasn't going to do the deal because uh, I still had the money at that time. You know, I still had a little money to do the deal. I still had a couple hundred grand. Um, and I had learned more about the music business than I'd been, you know, Harry had me reading. When I got there, Harry started me reading uh, 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 Source Magazines, the, the Variety, the Hollywood Reporter. I mean, he was already... Harrio was like, when I got to jail, he had been in jail like three or four years, so he was already like light years ahead of okay. ahead, ahead of me on game, you know, for it's like he had been in solitary confinement. He was in, in a place called Pelican Bay, so he was locked down 24 hours almost every day. So all he had to do was read all day long. So he got, when I come in the cell, he got the Hollywood Reporter, the Variety, the Source, the Rolling Stone, stuff I ain't never even heard of. I ain't never heard of no Hollywood Reporter, no Vibe. Uh, source and this, and I'm like, damn. And, and but he started educating me on it. Me and him became sellers. As soon as I came through the door, he grabbed me and said, "Come on, man, you can get the bottom bunk." Boom. So we we were sellers. And now he was glad because he had somebody that was on his level. Because right, most right. of the guys that was in the institution, they they not functioning on that level. You know, they more thinking about playing dominoes, uh, some cards, shooting basketball. Uh, you know, just doing the normal jailhouse stuff. Yeah. You know, but Harrio was in there. He was in there moving. You know, he was telling me like, man, uh, I should have, I should have had Denzel on a better contract. I should have had this with Vanessa Williams. He said yeah. he had Denzel on the contract. Yeah, he gave Denzel this break. Where I didn't know that. Yeah, hmm. Denzel. Uh, uh, he gave Denzel played in Checkmate, a play before before he got into the movies. Hmm. And Harrio did that. You know, Harrio got the keys to the city for that for the play. Uh, for checkmate. <coughs> wow. Now, Harry dope. obese. That's you know, dope. and him and Jay Prince had some dealings as well. Right. Uh, I don't know what they were. You know, I wasn't totally privileged to it, but uh, somehow they were connected in the music business. I know they had some some falling out behind it, but um, you know, Harry Harry was was a beast, and probably still is. You know. He don't got much time left, right? He still got like nine years. He got mad oh, at me about shit. a year ago. Because uh, I couldn't get Denzel's phone number. <laughs> 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 I said, man, I ain't seen Denzel in a oh, how long. Um, but, yeah, and that's the kind of dude he is, man. He tell you something, you got to get him what he want, or he ain't going to mess with you no more. He done. You know, I remember, man, when he first started uh, grooming Suge, and, uh, you know, I would hear him on the phone, because our phones be right next to each other, so, you know, we mm-hmm. hearing and sharing conversations. Right. And, um uh, he telling Shook, man, you got to get out the bed, man. You can't be sleep. You know, you got to get up and go. And uh, just a, you know, just the whole concept of being a businessman, man. Uh, uh, he he did a lot of grooming with Shook. You know, I, I remember when Shook would come down there when he first started. Uh, the day me, uh, well, first it was me, Harry, and David Kenner, because uh, David Kenner was uh, Harry's lawyer, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I was there when he told David Kenner he going to show him how to make more money than he ever made as a lawyer. Wow. I remember when I first – I didn't know. When Death Row was popping, I just thought Suge Knight, like that was it. And I forget, I was reading an article on com and they started talking about Harry O, and he was like the other presence behind it. And it, it totally like blew my mind. And then hearing different stories about him putting on Denzel and all the other stuff, uh, a lot of stuff yeah. going on behind the scenes. 
Yeah. Well, you know how people. It, it, it's funny how when people, uh, when they get in power, they 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 start to change. And and me and Sugar ain't never had no problems. You know, we 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 super cool. Because mm-hmm. uh, even after I got out, uh, Suge was willing to help me. Uh, but Harry didn't want me uh, working with Suge. You know, he asked me not to work with Suge. You know, and I respect his wishes because he had introduced me to Suge, and Suge was his man. But uh, but Harry definitely is 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 a clever dude, uh, and probably now, probably even more so because I know right now all he's doing is is reading books and studying and and, and gaming. You know, mm-hmm. uh, getting his game up. Uh, hopefully, he'll be out soon. Uh, so how many years did you actually end up um, being behind? I did 20 years in, in about three months. Jesus. It's a whole life. Yeah, literally. <clears throat> um, yeah, Harry been in there, though, now like 32 years, man, 33 years. You know, he went to jail for uh, uh, um, a kidnap, uh, attempted murder. But, yeah, I, I did a nice bit. You know, they was giving out them numbers, man. You know, they didn't, they didn't care. You know, you get involved with drugs and uh you get caught up. You know, one of my homies just got out uh, two weeks ago. Uh, little Tommy, he did uh, 30 years. Jesus. You know, went to jail when he was like 22 years old. So there's two questions that that, that popping on my mind. Uh, one, I got a loved one who's uh, who, who's spending some time behind bars right now. Uh, what would be a book or two that you would recommend for anybody to read who's in there? Well, I, I always recommend everybody, and you'll see in the back of my book, uh, my three favorite books was uh, As a Man Think, Think and Grow Rich, and The Richest Man in Babylon. Um, now I would have to add Freeway Rick Ross, Untold Autobiography <laughs> to that list. For sure. <laughs> but those those three books really, really helped me out a lot. Um, they helped me to uh, really analyze myself. You know, I was able to break myself down, uh, analyze my, my weaknesses and, and my strengths, and uh, start to uh, build myself up to be the person that uh, that I wanted to be, you know. And uh, it ain't been as easy as I would have thought it was going to be. I, I would have thought that I would have had it a lot easier than, than what I'm having it right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I recognize that a lot of people can't peep out talent. You know, they don't know true talent when they see it. Um, and the second question is, this is just my personal opinion. Uh, I don't think, for the life of me, I don't understand how they can give a life sentence out for drugs. Like, it just don't make sense. I don't either. Um, uh, and and it's really bizarre to me, but, and you look at the way now that they're treating heroin, then the difference when they was treating cocaine. You know, you would hope that it's because they become wiser in, in their judgment uh, uh, and hope that it's not because you know, young white using, kids are using right. heroin, and 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 you know, back in the day, it was more blacks. Uh, uh, even though it was more whites using cocaine back then, but they just didn't arrest right. the whites. They, they arrest the blacks, so they said it was easy to get the arrest. But um, they're calling heroin an epidemic, and it's a medical problem, you know, instead of a criminal problem. Yeah, we we did an episode um, on making all drugs legal. Like, we did an episode a while back, and I just feel that all drugs should be legal. Not because I think everybody should do drugs. I think when because they are illegal, it creates the black market, and then 
that's where all the, the, the murders and death and all the illegal activity. Man, you thinking on the same wavelength. Because <laughs> I'm like, if I had an opportunity to go to, say, CVS and buy wherever I want or the corner house on such and such, I would typically go for the safer route. Uh, I think most people would. And it can be regulated. And if it's really a war on drugs, you should put that money towards rehabilitation and prevention versus let me and try education. to lock somebody. Yeah. And education. Mm-hmm. Why not? Why not? Uh, put the money before they get on the drugs, then, then, then after they already hooked, and now you got to try to wean them off. You know, it's always harder to 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 stop something uh, than it is to uh, uh, prevent it. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, if you use drugs, you're gonna use drugs no matter what the law is. Yeah. So it ain't laws, it's easy to get your hands being, on being them. Illegal, legal or not, not it's easy nobody. to get cocaine than it is to get a pack of cigarettes if you got the money. Yeah. See the thing about the cocaine, you you gotta have the money. Mm. So then what they do is they go out and they get the money because they know they can get the cocaine because it's everywhere. Uh, when I was in the pen, uh, my, my first uh, week in the penitentiary, uh, I was in the hole for classification and, and got OD'd in the hole. You know where where you have absolutely no inmate contact. You know the only contact you have is with with a with an officer, and this guy OD'd in there. So where did he get his drugs from? Wow. And if they can't stop them from coming into their maximum security penitentiary hole, how do they think they're going to stop them from coming into this country? Even if they build a wall with Donald Trump trying to build. Man, <laughs> the hell with that wall. It ain't never going. They ain't never building that damn wall. 45 and that wall got to go, man. Uh, that wall got to go. I heard they, uh, 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 the Supreme Court, man, gave him his travel ban. Temporarily. they. I think the, the travel ban is up temporarily, but I don't. I don't think he he ain't got no leg to stand on with that. You know how you gonna keep people out of the country just for just for like, no apparent based reason? Based on what? Like, because they religion and 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 um, ethnicity is two different things. Like, you can't ban Muslims because I could be a Muslim. Yeah, uh, anybody could be a Muslim. Like, it's wild. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know it ain't getting no better, man. And that takes us to the to the next thing, man. It's post-traumatic slave syndrome you know what that's a real thing i think it's a real thing oh no question i i'm a, i'm i'm a testimony to it this book is a testimony that it, it's a real thing uh i never heard of it just a couple of weeks i was reading the book and uh the book really like gave me a whole new insight on 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 the philosophy of of slavery and 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 made me look at slavery like nobody else has ever told it you know, I seen some slave movies, and you know, we saw Roots and, and stuff. But uh, Roots was was sugar coated, man. Mm-hmm. They they put us through some trauma that, uh, um, man, it's unheard of. And we we it, it's only it's a a miracle that we sane. You know, with some of the stuff that has uh, happened to to our people and, and stuff that we had to to watch. And and what she said uh, in her book is that in in a trauma doesn't have to necessarily happen to you personally. You can witness a trauma and be affected, Absolutely. you know. And uh, that's one of the reasons that when they hung the slaves and, and whooped them, they would have the rest of the slaves to come out and watch it because they knew that it would Send give a message. them that message and that fear. Uh, 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 and I feel like they're doing that currently with these police shootings because nothing ever happens to them, but they just put them in public and they show uh, the, the white cop killed a black man or the black woman. Nothing happens to him, and they just look. 
But we talked about that too before. Like if you grow up in the hood now or urban environment, you there's a good chance that you know somebody that's dealing with PTSD. Like it's not just niggas coming home from the war or stuff. I'm like it's a war going on outside. You know what I'm saying? People getting shot down, killed every day. And, and the more that you see it, the more that cycle repeats. I mean, it's, it's not going anywhere. And like you said, you see the, the visuals on the news, social media. I don't want to necessarily blame it on the music, but you see those things all around you. And it's, it continues to replicate that same type of feeling. And it gives you the, the thought that this is normal life. You know, it's, it's normal for, for us to kill each other. And, it's, it, you know, it, it, it's, it's crazy. It is. I remember, you know, when I first started started getting a little bit of paper, and my homeboy B can attest to this. You know, I moved my family out to a nice-ass house out in the suburbs. And I remember, like, my first two, three weeks out there, I couldn't sleep at night. Like, I was used to hearing sirens. I was used to hearing the music, people up all night long. And, like, 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock, it would be pitch black, and my neighbors in the house, ain't nothing going on. And it was just really hard for me to get adjusted to that because I grew up on the west side of Detroit. Like, I'm used to hearing... Those sounds all night long. I can close, you know, I know I close my eyes 12, 1 o'clock. If I wake up in the middle of the night, I'm going to hear niggas outside. I'm going to hear police <laughs> sirens. I'm going to hear, you know, vessel banging in the background because that's just what we do. Yeah, yeah. And and along with that, you know, they also uh, was trying to make us feel inferior, mm. you know, and, and make them uh, 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 feel superior. You know, it was brainwashing on both sides and also – they had had them fixed in their minds that they didn't want to give us any sympathy. You know, they didn't have any pity. Um, she showed us a picture uh, uh, at the seminar. It was, I was speaking in Milwaukee, and she came on as a keynote speaker. And they showed a picture of a, a black man being hung on Sunday after church. And everybody was in this picture posing and smiling and and. You know, like, like nobody has sympathy for this guy. You know, they don't know if he was innocent, if he did it, and and but you could be hung then for you know looking a white man in the face mm-hmm. or or looking at a white woman or or, or uh, disobeying a order. You know, not uh, 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 doing whatever you was told or arguing with a white man could get you could get you hung. So uh, um, these people are, are standing in this picture posing smiling and, and, and giggling. And then in the, in the small print it said that sometimes after the lynching, they all took knives and cut little pieces of souvenirs off of the guy. You know, I mean, when you talk about people seeing that kind of trauma, how could it affect both sides, you know? And, and what these cops are doing now, they don't really have any sympathy on us because they have been translated down through through them. You know the the attitude that their people had from 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 back then. Mm. <coughs> Man, I agree one hundred percent. It when I was reading the book um, earlier, it was something that 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 kind of stuck out to me. Uh, and your upbringing, how you played tennis, um, and during school, um, the teach though your coach would just say, "Hey, pass them through, pass them through," um, and then ultimately. Um, when he found out um, that there was an issue with reading and writing, he cut everything off. You're not going to college. I don't need you anymore. Like you were really good while you were benefiting me, but now that you can't, I can't use you anymore. I'm gonna cut you out. Absolutely. Um, That's the way they do it. 
And I see a lot like I mean, so. The NFL is like that. The NBA is the same way. You know, you you go up on the stage, they weigh you in front of everybody. They looking at you. They judging how big you is, how small, you know, how fast. And and it's it's like a uh, it's like a market. Yeah, it, it definitely is. Um, you mentioned uh, the books that you were reading in, inside and how they kind of changed you and had you examine. Um, but I know initially when you went in, um, reading books that fluently wasn't something that you could do initially. No, no I was totally illiterate when I went to prison. Um, and had, that and that blew my mind. Had never read a book. Um, I mean, totally illiterate. And the reason that blew my mind is because uh, I guess the things that we put the value of quote-unquote intelligence on, because I literally am running a multi-billion dollar corporation. I have, I mean... And I'm doing this without being able to, to quote unquote, read and write. But clearly, the the thought process, the, the progress was there. Oh no um, doubt, no doubt. The, the analyzation, right? The the, the um, what is it called? Um, ah, oh, what's the word? It's right on the tip of my tongue. I can't I can't think of it. The um, uh, it'll come to me in a minute. But the, the being able to sit down and analyze the situation, Problem I had solved. all that. Yeah, you know when I was in prison and I started writing this book and I thought about what if criminality would have been on the test to get in college I would have got in because mm-hmm. I could tell them how to rob somebody at the ATM machine I could tell them how to steal a car how to hot wire how to snatch the, the ignition out how to door jam it and that means to to take the a pair of vice grips and put around the, the keyhole and open the door uh, how to pull the windows back. I knew all that. Uh, saying that is that in my neighborhood, that's the kind of information that circulated around our neighborhood. Becoming a real estate agent wasn't something that was readily taught in our community. So it's hard for us to become a real estate agent when there's nowhere you can go and, and get that information from. Mm. Um, so is that what you kind of um, going around the country speaking and teaching the kids currently? Absolutely, absolutely. Letting them know that uh, we have to go out and seek uh, uh, the information, that we can't just sit back and wait for the information to come to us, that we got to readily available, make ourselves available uh, uh, to the information. Uh, critical thinking was the word I was trying to okay. come up with. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's really what's important. The critical thinking and oh, problem gotta solving. Be, you got to be a critical thinker. Yeah. You know, and, and I noticed that I'd always been a critical thinker in some respects. You know, uh, I didn't sit down in the drug business and, and, and think it all the way out. But I was doing some critical thinking. I did know that it was going get to get my family out of the, the immediate problem they was in. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> but, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm going around the country right now. Uh, because I believe that our kids need every opportunity that they can. Um, they've been through so much, and 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 we've been through so much. You know, nobody has ever been treated on the planet as bad as as they treated us. In 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 uh, still treating us. Yeah, still treating us. Uh, in in the uh, the Atlantic uh, slave trade. Uh, you know, in the book that I'm reading it had one. Uh, chapter in there they said that sometime on the boats you know disease would break out and they would have hundreds of people chained to the bottom of the ship and the whole crew would abandon the ship 
because it was a disease. But leave the slaves changed uh, to the slip to the ship. She also talked about how the slaves would be in the ships, using the bathroom, having babies, uh, having their periods, all in the same little space where they changed up and they got to eat, sleep, and this stuff for months. Treating us less than human. Less than an animal. You know, they don't even treat a dog. They love their dog. They don't treat a dog that bad. So you you talking about that your parents went through this and you believe that it didn't translate down. And, and uh, she said that there's scientific proof that shows that uh, uh, that stuff is transferred down from generation to generation. You know, you remember the name of that book? It's called Post Traumatic Slave Syndrome by okay. uh, Joy DeGru DeGru or something like that. Okay. Sounds like something I need to pick up. I probably done made her sales go up because mm. I've been I've been uh, uh, preaching the gospel to that one since I read it. Um, it really touched me in a in a whole different way. It gave me a whole new uh, drive. You know, uh, I gotta succeed. You know, because us this here, our parents grandparents that went through that, that what they went through if they made it this little stuff I'm going through right now missing some sleep uh, they got a graveyard they said that, that, that they found in uh, New York where they worked these people so hard that the muscle came loose from the bone Jesus, that's the reason they died they worked them that hard where the muscle came loose from the bone so when we look back at our ancestors, what they went through in order for us to be here functioning, all of us here that's, that's living and, and walking the planet, our ancestors was, was like super people. Yeah. Most definitely. <clears throat> what we endure don't, don't feel like nothing when you, it, when you try and compare, compare the two. No. It ain't. When you just, you know, what, what I do is when, when I read, I, I put myself in, that, in the bottom of that ship. And I chained myself to the chain, and I smelled the stench, and you know the crying and the suffering, and you know, and, and everything that was going on, and, and it was just like horrific, you know. Uh, I mean, she just go deep, man. She's like, what what do a mother go through when her daughter becomes of age, and the slave master starts to notice her? What does she do to prepare her daughter for this? That she know it's coming. She right. already know it's coming because she went through it. And then the father can't do nothing. And the father no. can't even, he, he probably, the yeah. father probably just came through and studied, you know, yeah. and kept it moving. You know, so she probably don't even know who the daddy really is and never going to see him again unless, it, you know, it's time to get pregnant again and they bring him back through, you know. And, and then uh, how many men is going to, have your 11-year-old daughter, 12-year-old daughter, right. you know. Uh, it was just, wow, man, it was just it was just deep, you know, when when you look at it like that and say, wow, my people went through that. Because yeah, we dealing with a, a, a diabolical, a diabolical, uh, some diabolical people who, who have put a plan in place to pretty much eradicate us. Um, some of the things, so, Dame, this was, me and Dame was talking about this earlier. Um we talked about like marijuana and different drugs, right? Like I can find some marijuana somewhere out in the field. You may be able to light it up, smoke it. It's some natural shit that a natural progression. 
when you go into like crack and cocaine and things of that nature, right? Like somebody made that in the laboratory first. Somebody had to come to the neighborhood to show somebody how to cook it up and do all that. Like somebody literally put that shit together in the laboratory. No then doubt. we. One no science fair experience. Right. <laughs> like, no <laughs> you know one just you know? stumbled upon this, like, oh, maybe I'll throw some baking soda here. Maybe I'll do this or whatnot. And, I mean, then we found out that it's the CIA. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> and the, the same people who have Supposed been to keep it out. Right. I mean, these people have been very diabolical since the beginning of time. Um, and they don't have any kind of regard for us, our family, our heritage, or our future. Um, and and, it's and been a lot pe- of this stuff that happened, the United States government sanctioned it. Literally, you know, they back a, a, a black man can't argue with a white man, and can't disagree, or can't disobey. You know, they 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 sanction that. These are United States laws. You know, Lincoln and and, and uh, uh, Washington, you know, put these laws in place. Some of the, you know, some of they say they greatest presidents. Yeah, <laughs> I don't believe none of these presidents, man. I, that it's all smoke and mirrors. All smoke and mirrors, man. Well, you know, at the bottom line, for us as a people, you know, it's time for us to work, wake up, you know, start to educate ourselves, and and stop being duped. You know, stop going for an okie doke. You know, stop believing everything that we say. You know, uh, um, they put people out in front of us, you know, to make us believe that things are better. You know, which you know, when you walk the streets, you already know that they ain't better. You know, right. it's probably worse than it's ever been. You know, unemployment for 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 black men is at an all time high. I don't know the exact numbers, but uh, I know it's at an all time high. We can't get no jobs, and and the numbers that they're using is probably worse because most of us don't even go into the unemployment office and register because right. we know we ain't getting no job. Mm-hmm. So we don't even waste no time going on here. You know, uh, uh, registering or some of this never never had a job. <laughs> like so, <laughs> I'm never in the system to be out of work because I so, never work. So you know, it's really up to us to 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 now roll up our sleeves and um, start doing what it's going to take for us to get out of this position. And that's one of the reasons I wrote this book because I believe that I have some formulas uh, uh, that could help us uh, uh, become more economically stable. I think so. I, I definitely, I'm in chapter 14 right now. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to uh, finish the rest of the book. Um, but I definitely believe, uh, I, I definitely appreciate you writing the book, taking the time out to, to explain your story, um, and actually coming out here and doing work, speaking with the, the people, speaking with the youth, to let them know where things may have went wrong and what we can do to keep everything on track. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, if if, if you know better and you don't do better, then you a damn fool, right? You know. So, for people that don't know about you or your story, what can we, what can they expect to get from the book? Well, I'm hoping that that this book helps to not only motivate them, but also give them uh, some of the techniques that I use to accumulate my success before I went to prison, and some of the techniques that I use. To break out of prison, because I, I say I didn't, I didn't get out of prison. I broke out of prison because mm-hmm. they wasn't planning on me getting out. You know, nobody uh, just came and said, you know, Rick, uh, we felt good today, so we're gonna let you out today. No, I stayed in the law library 18, 19 hours a day. Uh, I studied hard. Uh, I got to a point to where I felt nobody knew as much about my case as I did. Um, 
once I won my appeal, I read over 300 books before I left prison. Uh, I don't know how many newspapers. Uh, and now it's working for me on the street. You know, my book, I'm self-published. Uh, That's uh, printed in Detroit. It's printed in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm creating the jobs right here in Detroit. Matter of fact, I went over to the to the press today and, and took pictures, you know, with, with, with some of the people who put my book together. They was like, man, we've been reading your book from the thing, but we're not allowed to take one. Because I was like, y'all could have just took one out of there. Um, and they was like, cause I just I just picked up 10,000 books today. Hmm. And uh, they was like, no, we're not allowed to do that. But if you can give us one. <laughs> hmm. So, you know, I, I signed autographs and told them how much I appreciate them uh, helping me uh, with my book and, and uh, what they're going to do. They don't know I plan on buying the plant. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they don't even know that. I was over there looking at it, but I'm looking like, oh, yeah, I'm going to own this. <laughs> this mine. <laughs> so I don't know what uh, kind of uh, businesses that you run in right now, but I would love, uh, and you could be doing this or not, but I would love for um, you to take over the legal uh, side of the drug game, just, to, just as the way you took over the other one. Uh, because man, I'm already it, working on it. I'm already working on it. That's what's up. They uh, ooh, they didn't let me dig a hole. <laughs> we we dug in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they might have to get a bulldozer <laughs> and dig us out. That's what's but we up. We dug in. Uh, we studying right now. You know, uh, I'm teaching all my nephews how to grow. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna try to get somebody because what they did is 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 they let me slide up on the three or four of the top growers in California. And I don't know if y'all know, but California got some of the best stuff in the world. That's yeah. what I hear. That's <laughs> what I hear. And, uh, I need to try some. <laughs> 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 they let me uh, They let me slide up under them and and, uh, and learn some of their techniques and, and their growing uh, philosophies and even get their strains, mm, you know. Okay. Uh, uh, so, so we're in a pretty good position right now. My next move is uh, I want to start a school where I open this school up not only to my immediate family but to, to other people who are interested because it's definitely a good business to be in. Right now, say for instance, in California, if you if you know how to grow and and you run a warehouse, a grow warehouse, you can make $12,000 a month. Mm. And you'll probably only be working like three hours a day. Uh, trimmers make about $15 an hour, 15 to $20 an hour, according to how good you are. Uh, so, so it's definitely a, a, a profitable business, and and we're not represented in it at all. No, we're not no, represented just, in, in the in the business that well. I just don't like how the fact you're gonna lock us up for all this stuff, but then make it legal, and then and not let us out after you make it legal. Yeah. We still yeah. in jail for it. They don't make no, they don't make no damn sense. But they make the infrastructure so hard for you to really get a foot in the door. Yeah, but we gotta we gotta spend more time getting into the infrastructure. We, we gotta get right in there with them when they when they changing the laws, and, and 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 fight with them because what what happens is we don't pay attention to what's going on, and then all of a sudden they they, they give out the licenses and so forth, and then by the time we find out it's closed, oh, we're not giving out any more yeah. licenses. They just closed um, like eighty seven um, dispensaries here in the city. Um, like about two weeks ago. Oh yeah, they're they closing they, them down now. They, they yeah, look, they're shutting them down because they're saying it's only two that are operating legally in Michigan. They're trying to shut down fifty more. Like they don't want to, <laughs> they don't want you involved. Like, so they're trying to rezone it where you can't be next to um, a school or church. Um, but that, or a that makes store. sense though. It's the same way in LA. Uh, uh, it's a school, church, and liquor store on every corner in the city though. Yeah, that by default. 
push you out. <laughs> right, like, right. Makes it hard to find yeah. a place to put it. You got to damn near basically get out of the city at this point. Yeah, and then once you go out of the city, you don't have no get, customers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's another game you don't have they the money play. To pay the big bucks for the for the for the perfect properties. Yeah. And then people, I mean, quiet as kept. We sometimes we scared to move around the city. They they make it they make it a little bit difficult. And, you know, I'm riding around with warrants right now. So I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm cautious about where I move at. Yeah, but we got to get involved with it though because in California they're saying that next year it's going to be a twenty-five to fifty billion dollar um, uh, industry. So um, Warren Buffett said anybody that's a serious businessman that's not looking into it is is not a serious businessman. Uh, and there's a lot of people that's talking about investing money uh, into the business. So. Uh, you know, you get some of those licenses. Say, for instance, if somebody down here, if one of you guys were able to put together a license, you know, people would line up to, to give you the money to uh, hmm. to buy the building and, and, and stock it and, and so forth. And and I could help you with that. I know I know investors just looking for for people. They These people, though, they, it can't be no illegality to it. Right, right, right. You know, because, you know, they're business people and, and they ain't trying to go to jail. They, you know, these are good good people never been to jail. They ain't got no warrants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you talk about jail, they gone. Yeah. <laughs> well, that may so, be something we need to look into. Yeah, man, putting some yeah. licenses together. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, the first thing to do is is to, to go to go get on your website, you know, City Hall, and uh, check with them. Then uh, if you don't get the information you need, then go to the state, you know, get on their website and look up uh, – uh, Medical or recreational? Is it recreational here or just medical? Medical. medical. Okay. Well, then you go there and you look up the medical, and then find out what the criteria is. You know, uh, it can't just be uh, uh, for rich. You know, where they, you know, if they say uh, usually the license is gonna cost you anywhere from maybe three thousand to seven thousand uh, dollars, but the kind of money you make when you get your license is you'll see a return on that investment. Oh my no goodness! Time. It's, 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 it's stores in LA that make thirty thousand dollars a day. You know, so, uh, and then, like I said, if you, in L.A., the license that in, in 87, when, when, in 2007, when they first made a recreation, if you'd have got one of those licenses and you'd have stayed legal, you wouldn't have broke no rules, uh, those licenses would probably be worth anywhere from $4 million to $15 million. You can sell your license, right? Yeah, you can sell your license. Like a liquor license, yeah. almost. It's exactly, exactly like a liquor license. But then... In, in, in 2007, when they gave the license, the license only cost $200. Jesus. We missed the wave. <laughs> we missed the wave. Well, you ain't missed the wave because it, it just started here. Yeah. It just started here. And I guarantee you, most of the people, they didn't go get their license. They, they don't want to go through the process. But if you take your time, go through the process, uh, 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 do everything that it takes. Like, they doing relicense in L.A. All my family, I'm putting their name in the hat. They ain't even got to go. I'm going to go do it for them. Because if one of them hit the, the lottery, that's what I call it. Right, right. <laughs> you win that license, you just hit the lottery, you know. And and it's easier to hit than 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 than, than the, the actual lottery. <laughs> <laughs> so so and then but in L.A. I hear they're going to be giving out a uh, 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 growing license to everybody. Anybody that wants to grow is going to be allowed to grow. So it's going to be a, a pretty open market on the growing aspect. Uh, they're going to have testers, you know, people to test it for the pesticides. Um, they're going to have distributors. You know, people who go around and buy it and then distribute it to the shops. Um, so it's it's a, it's a big market. You know, transporters, 
Uh, everybody gonna be eating, man. Definitely. Only thing I'm worried about is, you know, when <laughs> when they get their hands on it, they start doing weird stuff with it. You know what I'm saying? You can't never trust. Which but that's is why, why you gotta know who, why, you, who your grower yeah, is. You so gotta grow you for yourself. And growing yourself. But you always got that conspiracy theory about well, nigga, you about know, weed. I, I think some a conspiracy about them and everything. But you know, we gotta put a school, man. We need a school right here. You know, in Detroit, where where our kids can come and learn how to grow if they want Absolutely. to. Absolutely. I mean, that's the market. We need to. More entrepreneurs, more more self empowerment. Um, we can't keep working for somebody else. Yeah, why shouldn't we be growing? You know, why shouldn't we know how to trim it and and, and you know and cross strains and, and all the other stuff? Who don't want to make 144 a year <laughs> for three hours a day? Yeah, three hours a day. Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it right now. Shit. So. Man, we uh, we just definitely appreciate you, man, for coming in and checking with us um, and all the work that you're doing. I appreciate y'all having me on the air and 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 allowing me to be so open. You know, it's it's, it's rare that you can go to a, a show and and just you know be you and and just really you know kick the truth. Yeah, yeah, we get kind of wild. We don't really hold no punch. Nah, <laughs> no, no. But I mean, it, it allows people best. to open up and 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 share with us. I mean, you come in here, we uptight and we drilling you with shit. We ain't gonna get what we want either. So uh-huh. I mean, you know, it's an open exchange, but. Uh, for people that don't know, where can we find the book? Any social media, online information? Can you provide us with that? Yeah, they can go to my website, freewayrickyross.com, order the book. You also can get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all those other websites. But, you know, do me a favor. Go to freewayrickyross.com and get your book. Ask me to autograph it for you. I personally autograph it for you. Uh, might take a few days longer, but uh, you'll get the autograph. Um I'm going to be around the city, man. I, I got a few places around the city I'm going this week. Uh, I'm going to be in Detroit all the way up until Sunday. Sunday okay. I'll be speaking over at the Nation of Islam. Um, I don't know where I'm going to be at the rest of the week. Hey, Z, where, where, where all we got to go next? Too many to name. We're going to be up in, uh, we're going to be in, what's that city we're going to be in Saturday? Flint, we're going to be in Flint Saturday. Yeah, we're gonna be all over Detroit. Y'all can y'all can check out my 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 Instagram page, uh, Freeway Ricky, and my Twitter page, uh, Freeway Ricky, and my Facebook, Freeway Rick Ross. Uh, so uh, you can go there. All my dates will be posted on there. And come out, holler at your boy, get a book. If you ain't got the twenty dollars to get a book, you really need to get the book. <laughs> go find twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah, you really need to get the book. Uh, uh, and if you ain't, you still can come out, take a picture, you know, and ask me some questions. You know, pick my mind. You know, whatever you want to do, I ain't gonna get mad at you. Talk okay. to me, dirty. What's up. Whatever, it don't matter. <laughs> come on, just come out. I just want to see you, man. I always get a lot of love in Detroit, man. Uh, everybody here showed me a lot of love. You know, uh, trick trick. We missed him yesterday at the uh, at the event. We tried to catch up with him. He was out there, but. Uh, uh, you know, Detroit give me a lot of love, and, and, and I got a lot of love for Detroit. Well, we appreciate you, man. Yeah. Appreciate y'all. Shout out to nephews, SJ. Yeah, SJ. AJ. Yes, for sure. <laughs> they plugged us in, yeah. yeah. Um, good brothers, the twins. Man. Y'all Absolutely. keep doing y'all thing. Uh, much love to them, much love to Inkster. Um, like we say every week, I'm not saying we the Rockefeller podcast, but we are Jay and Dane. Hell yeah. Peace. <laughs> Download, rate, review, and share the College of Hip Hop app. If you learn something from the app, suggest it to one of your friends who wants to be educated in the entertainment field.
Screenshot your rating and review. Post it and tag at the College of Hip Hop or at T-C-O-H-H-A-P-P and enter for a chance to win an autographed copy of the book, 10 Steps to Profit from Your Passion.